Hey guys, I got great news for you if you like fantasy sports like I like fantasy sports. Thrive Fantasy is a new daily fantasy sports app for prop bets. They have streamlined the drafting process and eliminated the need to do unnecessary hours of research by using only top-tier athletes. Instead of the traditional salary cap format, you build your lineup around a list of prop bets. For each contest, you need to choose 10 of the 20 prop bets, plus two in case of emergency picks that protect you from any late scratches or postponed games. Each unique prop bet has an over and under point value assigned to it, and you will be rewarded that point value if that prop is correct. So, for example, will Steph Curry score over or under 25 points? The less likely the prop is to occur, the more points the choice will be worth, and you build your team score around the amount of correct props you select. Guys, do me a favor. Enter promo code LAKERS upon sign-up to have your first deposit match $10 instantly, but it's a minimum $10 deposit. And you can find this on any of the app stores under Thrive Fantasy. How y'all gonna lose Kobe for LeBron? What? And Lonzo Ball? Nah, 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 nah. Step your game up, buddy. Welcome to the Lakers on Filter. 24 Black Mamba, yeah, you know that we kill them. Any team stepping up, yeah, you know that we drill them. Roger Josh, Jason, really wanna know your opinion. Uh, welcome to the Lakers on Filter. Welcome to the Lakers on Filter. Please don't come with that nonsense unless you talking that realness. And if you come with that bull, we let the world hear it. Welcome to the Lakers on Filter. Welcome to the Lakers on Filter. We really wanna know your opinion. We really wanna know your opinion. Uh-huh. Welcome to the Lakers on Filter. Right. Welcome to the Lakers on Filter. That's right. We really wanna know your opinion. Right. We really wanna know your opinion. Ah, uh-huh. please don't come with that nonsense. Please talk realness. For real. Don't talk none of that stuff that they talk about on Sports Center. None of that. Seriously. Talk that realness. For real. Please. Gonna let the world hear it. Uh. Yeah, I'll bring it. All right, guys. So tonight on Lakers Unfiltered, we have a very special guest. He is uh, the Lakers beat writer. It's Ryan Ward. Ryan, how you doing tonight? I'm good. How are you guys? Oh man, we got better now that the draft pick came out. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure there's a lot of happy Lakers fans right now. So, um, have you been so since the lottery just happened? Have you heard any like rumors as far as like packaging that number four pick to New Orleans, even though, even though they got the number one pick for AD? No, I haven't heard anything yet. Um, I would say though, you're probably going to hear some trade rumors in the in the weeks to come, leading up to the draft. Because I think I think the talent level drops off after three, and I think yeah. the Lakers may be still intent on getting AD, or maybe even somebody else that comes out of nowhere. You know what I mean? Yeah, there's always that superstar that you never see moving, and then all of a sudden, next thing you know, it's like a James Harden situation, and then he's on the Rockets. Yeah. Well, I, I heard uh, in Vegas this past week that uh, there's going to be a lot of movement this summer. I can't really say who or where. But notable names are moving. I mean, you hear all the rumors about KD, Kyrie, AD, Jimmy Butler. I mean, all those guys. I wouldn't be surprised if it's just insane when, when uh, July 1st comes around. 
Now I got a question for you, Ryan. Now that's one thing that, you know, I've been going back and forth with, you know, in my head on is, you know, okay, so there's going to be all this free, all these free agents available. What, what are the, what are the possibilities? I mean, when I, when I say a line player, I'm talking about the people you just mentioned. Do you think the Lakers actually have a chance of maybe getting one of those players? Well, it depends. I mean, this, this, uh, getting this high pick kind of changes things a little bit, changes things for new Orleans and changes things for the Lakers. I mean, New Orleans might be more inclined to make a deal now. You know, like they figure they got a franchise guy who can just kind of slip in right, not exactly right where AD left off, but like enough to kind of get the fan base excited, get the team like raring to go, like trying to build around Zion, you know. Um, In terms of the Lakers and just the player willing to come, the only guy that I really think is realistic is Jimmy Butler. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, would you I mean that, that's Can you hear me? Definitely, definitely. Can you hear us? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can hear. Go ahead, Jay. What yeah, so so the I wouldn't mind Jimmy Butler just seeing how he performed in the playoffs this year. Like when the lights are bright, he comes to play, which is what we need along next next to LeBron. Yeah. I feel. I think he's his kind of attitude and the way he uh, he's kind of a born leader. Uh, it's a different kind of vibe that that's, it could go one way or it could go completely the opposite way. I mean, but at this point, the Lakers beggars can't be choosers, man. You kind of just have to, it, things have gone to shit so quick <laughs> that it's like, you, so you kind of just, you, you just have to take what you're going to get. And I mean, LeBron isn't demanding a trade. They don't look like they, they're going to try and move him, which is kind of a crazy scenario in the first place, right? But uh, um, I, I think Jimmy Butler coming in might not be a terrible idea, but you just never know. This team has gone so many different ways in the past two months even that you, just, you don't know what the hell is going to happen. How, okay, how do you feel about actually getting Frank Vogel as a coach? Do you think that that'll help us out in free agency? I think if we would have got Tyron Liu, a lot of the big-name free agents that might have came, it would have persuaded them from not coming just because they'd have been like, we're really coming and LeBron's really going to be running the show. Um, but I think with Frank Vogel, at least bringing in new faces, it you know could potentially put us back on the target to grab some of those bigger guys. Yeah. Yeah, that's possible. Um, I remember when that first Ty Lue, like when it got serious, the conversations or whatever, and then uh, Vogel's name got thrown in the mix. I was like, whoa, that's big news right there. Because, I mean, he's pretty much done nothing, right, since the Magic, since he got fired from the Magic. Yeah. But he was an excellent coach with Indiana, and he just had the right pieces there. If he gets the right pieces here and reportedly LeBron respects him, Take that to the grain of salt, obviously, but um, I, I, I wasn't, I didn't think there was an ideal candidate out there. Still, kind of don't, I don't know how Fogel's going to do, but I think he might have been the best of the bunch. Yeah, same here. I feel the same way as I can really care less about a head coach right now because, again, what's out there and what we get is, uh, you know, what's what's going to be the best direction for the organization at this point in time and showing some sort of 
But that's the biggest problem is this nobody knows who's making the final decisions. All this talk about yep. Kurt Rambis, Jeannie Buss, like kind of being not I'm not saying pushed aside, but like she doesn't seem to be willing to take that kind of like, okay, I'm gonna be the decision maker here. So you got Rambis, you've got Palenka, who you don't know how much power he has. It's just it's so confusing. And if you think about this from a player's perspective, you're like, what the hell's going on? They don't even know what's going on. Why the hell would I come to something that's already kind of like, you know, dysfunctional? And then I think the only way you're going to get a guy is if LeBron reaches out and says, hey, look, don't worry. You know, these guys know what they're doing. I trust them. Come here. Let's see what we can do. And that'll be your best best bet in terms of free agents. So speaking about LeBron reaching off, you know, there's been all those reports that he was out there in Philly trying to talk to Kawhi. Have you been able to find out any more about that in the last no. week or two? No. I, you know what? Honestly, I wouldn't be surprised because he's probably thinking, like, I got three more years of this team. Well, two for sure, right? Yep. Um, yeah. I better make sure that, that I'm getting who I want to play with, right? Because – if not, this could be a really depressing stretch in his career. Might even define his legacy in a way. So I wouldn't be surprised. And then you see LeBron's very good at, like, putting subtle hits out, hits out there on social media. Like, you know how he tweeted about Kawhi right after that game winner? It's like you don't see oh, yeah. that with, with other players. Like, it's only these, these players you could tell he's got a little fondness for. So I wouldn't be surprised. And honestly, in all honesty, I think – Kawhi is the best fit next to LeBron. I think he's the best, like, yin to, to his yang, you know? He could, he could take a lot of pressure off him defensively and offensively. Uh, and, and he could lead the team after LeBron decides to hang it up. So I, I think he'd be great. But you just don't know where the hell Kawhi is thinking. He doesn't say anything. He doesn't give anything up. From what I've heard, his uncle is controlling a lot. Uh, so who knows? I mean, that's, that's the one thing you can say about this team right now. Who the hell knows what the hell's going on? <laughs> I think the best thing I had on the thing back to the brain. I can't you keep breaking up, man. I, I can't really hear you. So okay, uh, that range. Um, let's just jump back to the draft real quick. So okay. with that number four, with that number four pick, if we don't end up moving it, who do, who do you see as the, the possible best fit after Morant and Baird are off the board to fit with the Lakers team? Well, it looks like from what everybody's saying is uh, that Darius Garland, right? But then I just went and looked up all his stats and everything that's going on with him. Looks like he played five games last year and he, and he had to have knee surgery. So, but the thing, the crazy thing is, he's rep by Clutch Sports. So, wow. you know how that goes, right? So, like, I'm sure if they're going to keep it, he's probably near the top of the list. But um, honestly, the only players I really paid attention to in college last year was John Moran, who I love watching play, and Zion, mm-hmm. and then only getting to watch a little bit of Barrett because of Zion, right? So, exactly, yeah. I don't think it's a deep draft at all. I think it's just such a huge drop-off. So I think they should trade it. I think they should. 
So, so move it for another player, or move, try and move in the first round to maybe get like a who everyone's high on, but he had an injury earlier in the season, so he's been sitting out most of the year, and just try and acquire more picks, or just go after if okay, let's say Anthony Davis is like, oh wow, okay, we got another franchise player, mm-hmm. maybe I should stick it out this year and see how it goes, and then you know make up my mind after the year's out. Who else? Who you know like who? Who could they trade it for? Who else, yeah. Who else could they, they trade it for that's possibly attainable. unhappy or, yeah, that's actually attainable? You well, know, not like a pipe dream. Every freaking superstar in the league's not happy these days. It's like, that's <laughs> true. Guys are making more money than they've ever made in NBA history and they're all unhappy, which is, just blows me away. But um, I don't really know, man. I don't know who's that guy that's available that's that would be easy to pull the trigger on but that's why i say like it could be something that comes out of just left field you're like oh shit i didn't think of this guy you know all of a sudden he's available and they're in serious talks um i honestly think they'll go hard after ad they'll see what dave dave griffin's gonna do and, and what he's asking for and if it's as crazy as the last one um and i think they'll just try and package it I think it, I think they'll just swing for the fences because it's got to be win now. If you're not winning now, well, I don't know what you're doing. You know what are you what are you building for? I'm, I'm telling you guys, Tyler Harrow. That's who we need. Three point specialist. <laughs> Who's that? Tyler Harrow. I'm partial to him because uh, my younger brother he trained. Um, uh, he's from uh, Hell's Corners, but he played for Kentucky. He was their six man. Oh, but yeah. he declared for the draft. Yeah, he's a three-point specialist, though, and I'm like, that's what we need. <laughs> well, yeah, I would say if they're going to draft somebody, you got to get somebody who can shoot because this team obviously can't shoot very well. So, gets you know, add a little shooting there. It's like I thought that we got that with Speed last year, but then they traded him quick as shit. So, um, who knows, man? So – how did you come about to become the Lakers beat writer and how have you enjoyed it so far? Oh man, that's a long story. Um, <laughs> I, when I started out, um, I was just, I was tired of dead on dead end jobs, working shitty like labor jobs. And so I decided I, the, what's the one thing I love? I love sports and I love basketball. So I decided to start writing on it. So I, I created a free blog. And I just wrote about the Lakers, just really not thinking it was going to do anything, go anywhere. And then uh, after time, it started to get some traction, and I started to learn the business. And it's when social media just started, really. Mm-hmm. Um, so I started sharing it on that, and then I got a lot of good feedback. And people were like, yeah, we love your stuff. And, and then I got advertisers coming at me like, hey, we'll pay X amount of dollars to be on your blog for a year. And then I just built all those up. And then the next thing you know, after about, I'd say about a year and a half, Lakers Nation came calling, and they're like, "Hey, we don't want to compete with you anymore. We want to want you to join our team." And at the same time, I had a I had a side job at Examiner.com, which doesn't even exist anymore. I remember but, that. But they uh, they had an in with the Lakers because they were connected through uh, AXS tickets, I think. So I got credentialed, and then it just blew up from there. And then it's. Oh, nice. Yeah, now I'm here with Clutch Sports or Clutch Points. Clutch Sports. I got that on the brain now. <laughs> um, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, it's, it's a ride, man. I mean, I started getting credentialed the year that they started to suck. 
So it hasn't exactly been fun. I mean, the cool part was seeing the end of Kobe's career and like watching oh, yeah. the 60 point game, game live and covering everything that happened that day, which was insane. Still the best sporting event I've ever been to um, and covered. Yeah, I'm by, by far a diehard Laker fan and Kobe fanatic. I mean, to say the least. Um, and I mean, I'm looking back at, you know, I was looking back at some of your old tweets and you interviewed one of, one of my other favorite Lakers and just really cool people, despite, you know, what other people think about him. I don't care. Can I guess? Bro, I know you know who I'm talking about. Byron Scott? That? Okay. He's the man. I'm talking about Lamar Odom. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Lamar is great. Yeah. Lamar is just a cool, Lamar is just a cool guy. The Byron yeah. Scotland, I was gonna, I was gonna ask about that one next, but um, Lamar, can you tell, can you tell some of my people how? I mean, is it just, is it just our perception that Lamar is this cool guy, or is he really that cool of a guy? I remember um, the first, like the first year that I covered the team, it was, uh, it was the year they got swept in the playoffs by the Mavs. You guys yeah. obviously probably remember. Um, oh yeah, mm-hmm. and Lamar was still on the team, still happy. Everything was cheery. You know, they were trying to go for three straight. And um, he was the most – he made me feel like uh, it was like talking to a buddy or a friend in the locker room. Everyone else was very either super pro- professional, super like um, – I don't know what you can say. Difficult to talk to because they were so intimidating. And they yeah. had this guard up. Lamar was completely different. Totally laid back. Totally like – just made you feel like you wanted to talk to him just as a friend, right? Like not as like, you know, it's your job or like you're grilling him for anything. Yeah. It was, it, it, it made me think like, okay, I want to do this. I want to do this for the rest of my life. Like I want to cover sports. I mean, he, he made a huge impact on me back then. And I didn't, I didn't know him at all really, you know, only saw him a few times that yet that year, but, um, uh, and then his people reached out to me. Was it shit last summer? And they said, hey, look, you know, we've seen what you've done. We like what you do. We wanted to know if you wanted an exclusive with Lamar. And I said, hell yeah, of course. Like, <laughs> of course, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Who's going to turn that down? Yeah, no kidding. And then I talked to him and his people back and forth for a couple of months. And then we finally got to talk. And same dude, same dude. Obviously, a lot's changed. And he's, he's not as kind of enthusiastic as he used to be. Mm-hmm. But he's he's got his guard up because of all the Kardashian shit that went on, yeah. which I can't blame him. Um, and I told him, I said, I don't want to know about any of them. I just want to know yeah. about him. I want to know about basketball. So I mean, if you guys um, saw the interview, that's all. That's it. That's all in it. That's in there. Yeah, I definitely listened to it. I mean, that's kind of like I, I don't want to say. As we go through our little, you know, journey here with our, you know, our little podcast, mm-hmm. I mean, looking, listening to that interview. That's kind of how I, I envisioned our stuff going, you know, mm-hmm. us getting that one cool guy and it'd actually be him being a real guy. Yeah. And I just wanted to know if Lamar was like really as cool as I fucking think he is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's a cool dude. The best interviews are always the ones that are just the conversation where it's not so structured. And so I wait for you to respond. You wait for me to respond. It's just the, just the conversation. You're just talking. Right. Yeah. And, and that was one of them. That's what I have with Byron Scott, too which I was blown away by because I covered him for his whole coaching stint here. And he was very withdrawn and very kind of defensive. 
I mean, obviously they were terrible. <laughs> so that's probably, <laughs> you know, led to that. But when I talked to him on the phone, he was incredible. He was one of my favorite interviews ever. Yeah, I, lo- it, I love Byron Scott. And, you know, just uh, hearing all that, like, really gives me encouragement that we're on the right path. And as long as we keep keep grinding how we're, we're trying to do and one step at a time, who, who knows where we can take this, right? Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Anything's possible. You just got to – the one thing that drives you in this business is passion. And the second that you lose that is the second you should do something else. Because it's yeah. going to get tested every step of the way. And you're going you're gonna to meet a lot of shitty people. And you're going to meet, you're going to meet a lot of people that are out to, to benefit from you or, or something else and tell you the wrong things or make it so that, you know, they're using you in a way, but, um, but you meet a lot of cool people at the same time. And it, well, it seems like we met. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, it's tough. I mean, it's a jungle. I mean, the, the one thing I compare it to when everybody asks me is uh, it's like high school. Right. It's like it's a very every there's all these clicks, certain clicks don't talk to other clicks. And there's a lot of drama. There's a lot of shit talking yeah. that goes back and forth. Wow. A lot of stink eye. But you know what? Once you find your little crew and you're cool with those guys, that's it. Then you're like, OK, I don't give a shit what they say about me or <laughs> or anything. Right. Yeah. So until you find that, like, I mean, it's going to take some time. But like I said, it'll test your passion the whole way. But if you're truly passionate about it, you can go wherever the hell you want to go in this business. Well, Ryan, yeah, we appreciate it, Ryan. Yeah, hey, we, we thank you for your time. We know you're in a rush to go jump on your podcast, and we really appreciate it. Thank you so much for your time. Hey, no problem, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks again, Ryan. Thanks for having me on. All right, thank you. All right, brother. Talk to you later. Holy shit. That was a good interview. Sort of kind I mean, of. I'm sorry, my phone glitched out. I have to go in the kids' room now. <laughs> that's the, uh, that's almost full. That's party. the new studio. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's new studio. That's a new studio. Fuck the bathroom. That's a new studio. The kids' like, room. The kids. Dad, room. I'm trying to get some toys. Shut up. Go right, sit out. Get out of your room. Shut your mouth. You guys. play later. God damn it. Try to make some money. <laughs> Say no game. We're up to eighteen dollars. Yeah. So uh, I don't know. Did you get to see any of the lottery stuff, you guys? Nope. No, nah, I didn't see any of it. So I was trying to, my I was trying to get it on my TV and my and I couldn't get it on. And I I turned my phone on. I'm like, oh damn, let me see where they, let me see how they got in the pick. And it's like I see Kyle Kuzma on the stage. I'm like, oh shit, we got a, at least a top four pick. And then it went to commercial. I'm like, okay, we can, we still we still have a chance to get the number one pick. And then they flipped ours over four. I'm like, damn, we really needed a top three. But I guess we'll see what we can do with the fourth. Yeah, I think we can make it work. To be honest. Like, yeah, a number four draft pick. I mean, shit. I mean, we could trade that off and package some shit. Yeah, I mean, that's that would be great. I'd love to package it off. I just, I now that the, the problem with that is that the Pelicans got the number one pick, which kind of puts them in the power position to be like, we don't got to trade you shit. <laughs> we got the number one pick. This is what this is what we wanted for Anthony Davis. We got the number one pick and still have Anthony Davis. So. See- See, but like Jalen Rose said, he said he he thinks Anthony Davis is still demand a trade just because he's been there so long and they've never done anything, you know? Like, they promised yeah. and haven't done anything. So it's like he'd probably just rather cut bait. And he said that he could see David Griffin just really coming in because he said that what he was saying is Zion is going to be like David Griffin's LeBron, right? So he's going to build around him. 
So he was like, if he, if the Lakers are smart, they would go get AD and they would just send the number four pick. Like here, you're going to get another good player coming out of the draft. You know what I'm saying? Or a complimentary player to start building your team, you know? And if we did have to throw in like, say like, uh, you know, like a Josh Hart, I mean, I don't want to, but I wouldn't be mad. All right. So, yeah. So, but and a number four draft pick. Fuck yeah. Take it, bitch. I mean, but let's be honest. If I'm New Orleans, and I know that, like, I got you behind the eight ball right now. Then I'm going to ask for more than that. I'm going to say, we're going to start at Coos and Ingram and work our way down. For a one-year rental on AD? Hey, I, 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 mean, I can trade him to the Knicks let's, right let's now for the number about... three pick. And then he ain't coming because if KD and Kyrie are really going to the Knicks, then Anthony Davis will stay there with those, with those two guys. See, that's you the problem with the Knicks yeah. have a higher pick than us because all, all he's got to do is be like, well, Knicks can give me three. You're just offering. So I need some more to make it worth my while. Yeah, what, a, what, a, what other juice do the Knicks have, though? Well, if they think that if, if all this talk is right, that Kyrie and KD are going, that's all the juice they need. I mean, which is true. I mean, they're just – I mean, they're – the Lakers and the Knicks are in the same situ- same similar situation. I mean, they have James Dolan, who's a dumbass owner, and we're not yep. doing yep. too Thank smart you. as shit. That's you know exactly what I'm saying? So it's like yeah, but we don't look much know, better in, right now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So we're in similar situations. The only thing that we have more to offer is with him being a clutch sports client. You know what I'm saying? And younger talent. Yeah, we do. Yeah, we do have a better core. Because they would have to really yeah. – that Knicks team would have to build. That's my point. They would have to build like crazy. That was my point. Yeah, but – What dude, do they have to offer besides the number three? That's all they need. What do the Knicks have to offer? That's all yeah. they need. Dude, think so, about it. Think so about if, it. Just, if from... the Knicks play hardball – no, listen. If the Knicks played hardball – I mean, if, if the Pelicans played hardball with the Knicks and said, fuck that, just get the number three, no, 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 no. For AD, fuck that. They're going to ask for more because we know what the Lakers will do. Yeah. So we know what the Lakers will do. So they're going to counter with something crazy. Not something crazy, but something I would assume something that makes sure it's, benef- it's mutually beneficial for both teams and in in including the Pelicans. The yeah. Pelicans should come out on top in either situation. If the well, Pelicans if were smart, us, they're gonna, huh? they would. if the Pelicans were smart, they would play the Lakers and Knicks against each other and see who, who can stack yep. the most on the table and then take that deal. Yep. But yeah, see, I, and that's I why think, it sucks that they got the first pick because but now I, they're in the power position. Yeah, they are. But I think that David Griffin holds a spot, a soft spot in his heart for LeBron. So if they did reach out and talk to him, like, I mean, he came back and won him a championship. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, True. He, However, he does hold the soft point, spot. At this point, I, I think David Griffin's about David Griffin. I mean, it would be like, hey, thanks, LeBron, for the chip, but I got to take the best deal. Otherwise, and if the best deal is the next deal, hey, sorry, bud. That's just how it's going to have to be. I don't necessarily know if he'll get fired because look what Del Dempsey is doing. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? He's going to do better than yeah, Del Dempsey is going to do. Like, but, but, but what I'm saying is they're not going to take a, a crappier deal just because he wants to help his boy out. You know what I mean? Because at, at, at the end of the day, he wants to make the Pelicans the best team possible. He doesn't give two shits about the Lakers. Now. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. What it, the only thing that the Knicks are going to be able to package, if it went to that, the only thing they're going to be able to package is picks or future picks because they don't really have any talent that they're going to want. They're going to be like, um, who do you got? You know what I'm saying? They yeah. traded off their best player, which was Porzingis. If they would have said Porzingis, 
that might have been. You know what I'm saying? Yep. But they traded That's him off. So they don't. They can't really. The Knicks can't do that. And I think the Knicks don't have exactly. To. They they can't do that. The Knicks are going to have to depend on free agency this year. They can't really package their pick away. I think they'll go for. Well, just depending, but I think they'll they'll try to go for Barrett and then move if Kyrie's coming, move him into the two, and then KD. Like that would be a slick, uh, slick ass team. I don't see them yeah, going after so, AD. I don't think that would really be smart for them. That was our immediate Lakers lottery reaction with Ryan Ward. Thanks a lot for joining us, Ryan. And we'll see you guys on the next one. All right. Until then, keep it unfiltered.